for season two of It's a Funny All Life podcast. I'll be joined by Liam Starkey from the Inclusion CIC, the Inclusive Hub Boxing Gym. Welcome back to a new episode. It's been a while, but today I'm joined by Liam Starkey from the Inclusive Hub. Liam, thanks for letting me interview you today. Okay, mate. Pleasure. Pleasure on mine. Yeah, so my first question, what I wanted to ask you, so could you briefly describe the Inclusive Hub to us? Okay, so the Inclusive Hub um, was started from a boxing gym in Kirkdale originally, and it was just um, to give children with autism the chance to, to take part in boxing training. Um, and it's grew considerably from that. Um, we are now have our own premises and we help around about a thousand people of all different backgrounds, all different additional needs. And also we do community initiatives around Kirkdale where we feed, educate people as well. Yeah, definitely. So uh, when did you just get started? So we originally started in 2016 and we were, we were sort of created by um, the gym that we were working at. Um, the council asked the boxing gym to be more inclusive uh, my dad, who's running the boxing gym, took on the idea of the inclusive hub, created it, um, and it's been it's been growing from strength to strength since two thousand and sixteen. Yeah, it seems to be as well. So, when you first got started, what was the aim for the inclusive hub? So the aim was was just to help marginalised groups, um, people who, who were sort of put into the corner previously, um, and not sort of given the the um, the option to to train or take part. In sort of uh, physical activity, and we, we, we use boxing as a tool to empower people. So, um, the main aim was really to empower people through what we're, with autism or different sort of additional needs through boxing and through exercise and through education. Yeah, um, so like you mentioned when you were describing that like you work with people uh, with different abilities, say it's like autism, ADHD. And learning difficulties. Why? Why was that a Why was that a thing for you? Why did you want to do that? Well, I've I've got a nephew who's got autism, um, so we we knew firsthand about it. Um, but also it was it, it was sort of it did become apparent that a lot of lot of children with autism, because autism autism is not just something that is it can be visual. It's it's quite a wide spectrum, and many people have got different variants of autism. There's not sort of the same type, so. To help people with autism throughout, um, we found was was something that was needed, and it was something that was it was not only empowering to them, but it was empowering to the coaches as well because help people uh, take part in physical exercise is, is, is beneficial to them, but also beneficial to, to their families as well. So it's something that was needed, and, and we, we we were gladly uh, gladly took part in it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you started in twenty sixteen. How how difficult was it to get the club up and running? Physically, um, mentally, it was it was hard because we didn't have any backers originally. Um, we weren't sort of um, given any funding, um, and we were sort of left out on the streets after COVID. So that that was uh, was hard for us, but it did make us stronger, and it made our our you know families that use our um, our initiative. It made us all come together. So originally, it was, it was very very hard. Um, but it's made us stronger because we are independent uh, CIC now um, and everyone that we, we sort of work with they all appreciate the fact that we don't actually sort of we're not run by any council we're not run by any government body but we're, we're sort of independent and we belong to the community Yeah, so being involved with boxing most of your life because I know your dad has been involved with uh, like amateur boxing yeah. for a lot of his life was it quite easy when to start and what, what type of fitness that you wanted to offer to the community? 
Yeah, I think I think a lot of people get empowered by boxing. Um, I think putting a pair of boxing gloves myself, I didn't box professionally or even an amateur, but I, I always use boxing as a tool to help me in my life, and, and I've had a, a relatively successful uh, working career. And I think if you implement that to, to any sort of normal person, um, where if, if they want to take it seriously or they just want to use it as a tool to help them in their lives, boxing seems to be something that is a, a trick that hasn't been getting used by uh, by most schools and stuff like that. I think it's an only a gem um, because it gives people the discipline to get up in the morning, um, to look after themselves, to go to work or go to school and also the empowerment points is when you're physically uh, punching something, if it's the pads or the bag or something like that, it does let out a lot of uh, pent-up anger and, and frustration. So it's a great tool uh, for physical and mental health. Yeah, definitely. So... A lot of time and effort goes goes into the hub. Uh, like Dick Jordan a week when you used to, you used to do like food parcels, and on a like other weekend when you used to do your boxing. Um, whether it's with the kids or you offer women's sessions as well. So what support have you received so far, and how can others get involved with supporting the hub? So we we, we have some great great uh, help from local businesses. Uh, the Steve Morgan Foundation have been um, massive for us. They've they've given us some funds to to you know secure me and my dad to make sure that we can work here twenty four seven. We've had some local ladies, um, Donna Scully, um, I say ladies, uh, Kev Shaw from the Gender. Um, a lot of these people who have local businesses or working for local housing associations have come in and they either help us with food or with funding or with clothing or educational items. Um, so a lot of these businesses have, have helped us. I could go on. We've got quite a lot of companies, local businesses that RW Invest, um, as I say, Carpenters earlier, Marshall Property, Sands Alpino. A lot of these companies who uh, have Liverpool at heart and the community at heart have, have helped us in whatever way, and they've uh, they've helped us do the jobs and helping the community. Yeah. Um, so what reaction have you received so far in the community by what you offer? So. In this in the summer we, we, we reopened a, a derelict building called the Kirkdale Rec, which is around the corner from our gym in the Kirkdale Community Centre. The Kirkdale Rec we, we restored it and we reopened it back to the community and we had I think we priced up over the summer we, we were aiming to help around about a hundred people. We aimed up and towards around about I think it was like five, six hundred people. So the footfall we've had from the local community has been great in, in terms of people coming, taking part in activities meeting other like-minded families um, and also now I mean it's, it's created a huge amount of respite for local families and now they're also helping each other out so it's it's the local community has been really really uh, sort of open to us being here uh, whereas being local lads as well it, it's been fantastic uh, and long may it continue with the Kirkdale Rec hopefully we can keep that open and we can keep helping people locally yeah definitely um, I wanted to, to touch on uh, the work he's doing with the uh, with the food parcels, yeah. sending them out to schools and um, thing people that are in need like schools. I know you went at my school a couple like a couple of times, not too damn. Yeah. Uh, other schools and uh, other places in need. What was the uh, what was the idea behind doing food parcels? Uh, well, it was jokes of it was it was people were on on the breadline. So at the time, through COVID, people couldn't actually leave the, the properties. So working with. Uh, Kev Short at Regenda, we, we sort of come up with an idea of, of helping people in terms of putting food parcels together, educational equipment, um, sanity products together, because people couldn't actually go out the house 
so it was so, something that we sort of uh, was doing as like a leisurely thing it was something that was paramount to the area but it grew from there so we, we, we were doing that uh, oh, you know, through Covid um, and we were doing around about 80 parcels a week hampers a week um, and that was to five local schools including Notre Dame um, and it was steadily uh, taking place around about six months and slowly as, as Covid sort of uh, eased off then the, the sort of requirements for people that needed the, the food and, and, and the items eased off as well but I think it's something that needs to be looked at especially now because of £20 a week being taken off people on universal credit so people are still a lot on the you know, on the breadline and, and needs help so it's probably something that we'll always continue to do I know we're, we're delivering more parcels next week um, so it's something that we, we're going to be doing in the future and I think over, over Christmas as well we're going to be doing um, food hampers as well so yeah when they continue on that mate as well yeah definitely I know um, with doing a podcast and doing some work like volunteering at North Liverpool Food Bank um, I do I know in interviewing them I know that they struggle they've struggled a lot with Covid they're going to have to go out and buy and stuff yeah. where they were like supported by the likes of Liverpool and Everton so has any of them any of them organisations supported you in your journey we've, we've worked a little bit with Everton in the community who, who sort of signposted us to places where we could get food Um it comes to the fact where we, we had to just rely on community donations for people who, who lived in and around Liverpool to, to give us money to our GoFundMe page and we went out and bought the food again I keep saying about the agenda but they've been great in terms of giving us um, contributions towards our food hampers but a lot of it unfortunately is, is you've got to sort you can't rely on anyone else you've just got to do it yourself and that's why we're, we're independent um, so a lot of it is done by GoFundMe or fundraising on our own back and we go out and we go and buy the food and the, the products ourselves and, and, and deliver them ourselves as well mate yeah definitely you know, and it's also been a disruption you're doing these foods because of Covid and I know Covid's been a bit of a setback for, for every everyone really so how much of a setback was it for the hub? it wasn't, it was something that made us stronger again when we've always had um, sort of trials and tribulations it's always made us stronger Um so COVID was, was something that we pulled together. As I say at the time, we didn't have any premises. We were lucky enough to get premises. Um, people volunteered. Um, businesses helped us. Uh, me and my dad were working around the clock. And through COVID, we've, we've, we've seen to see our client base rise probably double. Um, and now the schools that we previously weren't working with, a lot of schools, um, specialised schools, have come in to work with us as well. Because we got through COVID, I mean, if you can get through COVID, you can pretty much get through anything, and it's it sort of helped us get become on a leaps and bounds now. So COVID wasn't, I know it was a terrible pandemic, and it still is ongoing. But for us, um, COVID uh, left left us sort of in terms of our um, reputation throughout the city. I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, an important part for sorting that is self run, like you guys self run is a uh, sponsors. Uh, and you, you've quickly touched on some, um, uh, like Regenda and Chancel Pino, Steve Morgan Foundation, who've all been quite crucial to you, to you guys and your growth. Um, so j- just touch on how important really are sponsors in growth, the growth of different people or different organisations. The vital, the vital mates, because um, if you get my philosophy has always been I'd rather have a percentage of something than hundred percent of nothing. So if you've got a, a business that will give you. Five ten percent of 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 their annual sort of charitable um, donations that they can give. If they give you a small amount of that, and if you get enough local like-minded businesses that will give you a small amount, it soon adds up. 
and and that's kept us going. That's that's helped you know that's helped us pay bills. That's helped us pay staff. It's um, helps us help other people. So it's been it's been vitally important that businesses. So you know it's never as, as it's never too small a, a donation. If someone was to give us fifty pounds a month, someone to give us five hundred pounds a month, you know every pound that we use. Um, we give back around about 17, 18 pounds back for each pound in social um, in social outcomes and social positivity so it, it's vital that I explain to these businesses what we do what the investment is to us when they give us a pound coin what they get back in social impact um, and no donation is ever too small so it's, it's what's kept us going as, as well as our sort of volunteers really right? Yeah, that's another really key thing in, in community work, like with local food banks and these self-run places, is volunteers. With uh, Volunteers is quite crucial in, in most places, and how crucial is it for the inclusive up? Well, we couldn't leave, I mean, because we work Monday to Friday with schools now, and we've all got to be trained, and we've all got to be made sure that we've, we've got all the credentials, you've, you know, you've got, to, you've, you've got to pay staff Monday to Friday through schools, the weekends we find ourselves paying staff as well but we're always open for, to volunteer uh, volunteer people that want to come in and help us out as long as they've got uh, credentials or we can help them get credentials um, attitude is the main thing really and, and making sure that they've got the right sort of outlook and wanting to help people like what we have but yeah we're, we're always open for volunteers mate, and it is vital for any sort of CIC that they have a good volunteer base if that makes sense yeah yeah so how many sessions do you currently run and how how can people join in the sessions that you offer so currently at this moment in town we, we do on average um, per day we do about two two to three per day with schools Monday to Friday and that will be with specialised schools or college groups and LD groups um, we also have a, the women's group which is, is our own sort of group and a men's mental health group which is in, in the morning time between 9 and, and 11am that's a free service and over, over weekend we provide four sessions for uh, children with any additional need to come in um, between two sessions and that's um, each day and it's £4 a session so if anyone ever wants to get involved with us all you would have to do is just basically send an, an, an inquiry through our email address uh, info at theinclusiveorb.co.uk uh, and we'll always uh, get back to you and, and see what uh, we can do to help you out. 100%. So, um, last question, what can we expect in the near future from the hub? So, in the very near future, the, the Christmas half-term, well, the Christmas half-term we'll be doing from the Kirkdale Rec, we'll be probably providing uh, Christmas hampers. Um, in the new year, um, we're also looking at a Kirkdale Heritage Trail from Kirkdale Rec. We want to um, get the local community involved in, in again meeting each other and, and getting each other um, sort of uh, involved in the Kirkdale community because a lot of people are not sort of born from the area they don't actually know what the, the heritage that the area has so our, our next target is to, to look after Kirkdale as a, as a sort of CIC we're growing in terms of potentially we could look at um, other inclusive hubs on our Merseyside uh, so we are growing now, we are based in Kirkdale but we're potentially looking at other other sites as well. Um, fingers crossed in terms of, of uh, sort of potential funds, but if everything falls into place you may see more inclusive clubs around Merseyside and North West in the next few years. Yeah, I know there's one, um, Martin Murray came down here a couple of weeks ago or months ago maybe and uh, he started his, or started his own sort of inclusive hub yeah. up in St Helens, we went yeah. to, 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 inclusive hub went down 
couple of months ago to have a tryout. How much support did they give you? So we we don't get any financial support, but it, it was wild card year. We basically sort of said, you know, we'll help you out in terms of getting set up, and it was a trial thing for us just to to make sure that we we have things in place to to sort of look at it when we do it ourselves. But wild cards have offered us a, a Sunday session, an inclusive of Sunday session in our name. Yeah, for their local community and their numbers are soaring now. They give advice to Martin Murray and, and, and John from Wildcard and they seem to be growing yeah, from strength to strength, so good luck to them on that. Um, but in the future, again, it might be, in fact, it will be something that we look into where it's more serious, where other inclusive clubs, which we ran physically by ourselves, not just as a favour, uh, where they'll be getting franchised out across, across Merseyside and the North West. Yeah, definitely. Um, final thing to just to add. So all I can say is I, I do my media and podcast started back in February, and it's it's only really all came down to confidence. So about twelve months ago, I would not I wouldn't be be able to sit here you now interviewing you, and it all comes in confidence. And an, an inclusive hub is, is a massive massive part of me growing in confidence as well as Beautiful Box Inclusion FC, my football team. So all I can say is a, a massive thank you to everyone, including you, your dad, and all the staff here. Uh, for really bringing the best side out of me and thank you for letting me interview you well mate we should be proud of yourself Joe you've done fantastically well you've gone on from strength to strength uh, leaps and bounds mate so continue doing what you're doing uh, you know your mum and dad are very proud of you so are you mate and the inclusive we're all very proud of you so keep doing what you're doing mate and don't forget us when you become famous as well alright <laughs> thank you thanks mate bye